The Dragon's Child A Story of Angel Island by Lawrence Yep Chapter 8 The Ship Question What ship did you take? Pop The SS China It was a hot day when we got on it and it was even hotter inside. June 27th, 1922. The next day, I wouldn't speak to father. At first he tried to get me to talk. However, I didn't trust him anymore. He lied about his job. Worse, he hadn't told me about the double shooting. I had to obey him, even if he was being mean. But. I didn't have to chat. After a while, father gave up. He's starting to resent it, just like Jong did, Ali warned father. Father looked worried, but he said, he'll get over it. Ali sighed. That's what you said about Jong. Finally, it was time to leave. With the others, we carried our bedding and suitcase down to the wharves, I stopped short when I saw the ship. It looked as big as our whole village and all the village's fields. I was so amazed, I forgot to be angry at father. It's so huge, I said. Father pointed to the strange English words. You can have your next English lesson. That says it's the SS China. Father nudged me along. It's a big ocean, he said, nodding toward another dock. There are even bigger ships, and I saw ships that could have held two of our villages. Then I looked at all the water. It swept to the horizon. I couldn't see the Golden Mountain at all. How far do we have to go? I asked carefully. Father waved a hand. This isn't even the ocean yet. Suddenly, all the ships seemed so small. I felt scared as we joined a line of Chinese waiting to board. Ah Lee was ahead of us. He turned and smiled at Father. Are you ready for the rat trap? Workman was with him. I hate steerage, he said wiping his neck with a rag. And in this weather, it's going to be miserable. Father glanced at me. I think he wanted to reassure me. Don't listen to them. We've got it easy compared to your grandfather. When he first went to the Golden Mountain, all the Chinese were locked inside the hold. Even when it was hot, there was little water and no air. My father was one of the lucky ones who left the ship alive. But don't worry, this is a modern ship. As we waited in line, the ship looked more and more like a metal prison. When we finally boarded, sailors guided us way below the top deck. The hot, moist air surrounded us like glue. I smelled years of stale sweat. Our compartment was lined with bunk beds that were crammed together. The sleeping room back in the building in Hong Kong seemed spacious now. In the compartment, 
voices echoed loudly, and there were people everywhere. The first-timers just stood there in confusion, but old-time guests headed for the best spots. Keep up with Ali, Father urged me. I concentrated on following our hurrying friend. When I reached Ali's side, he had already saved a pair of bunks for us. Unfortunately, Wartman took the bunk below us. Father lifted my bedding onto a bunk and dumped his on the one above. As I climbed onto my new bed, my heart began to thump with excitement. After Father had settled in, he recognized other guests who were returning to America. They spoke in many dialects. Some of them I had trouble understanding. Not all the guests were stopping in San Francisco. Some were going even farther east, continuing on to faraway places with strange names like New York or Chicago. They seemed to be going all over America. I noticed that I was the only boy in the compartment. While we waited for the ship to leave, the other men tried to amuse me. They taught me games with cards and dominoes. They told me some of the old stories from China. Wartman warned me, don't get a swelled head. You're only getting this attention because there aren't many children over there. I didn't care. It was nice to be everyone's pet for a while. He reminds me of my grandchildren, Ali said. I was hoping to get to know them when I retired. He sounded sad. I rehearsed my question inside my head until I was confident I could say it. If you retired, why are you leaving? I asked him. Ali lay on his side, pillowing his head on his bent arm. Some bandits had other ideas. Wartman laughed. So they stripped you clean, all those years of hard work were wasted, and now you have to start over? Ali raised his hands in resignation. At least they let me live, and I suppose you're taking this voyage for your health? He snapped. Wartman shook his head. My family's worse than bandits. They just can't seem to hold on to money. It's always spend, spend, spend. Without the Golden Mountain, we'd be fighting the pigs for slops. If I didn't have the Golden Mountain, we'd all be battling right next to you, Ali admitted. Suddenly, the ship began to throb. Was it sinking? Here we go, Father said. While most of the Chinese looked sad, he seemed almost happy he wanted to get to America as much as everybody else wanted to stay in China. Ali took out a piece of paper. Carefully, he unfolded it and began to study it. Every now and then, he put it down and closed his eyes. His lips hardly moved as he murmured names softly. I tried to peek at the paper. What are you reading? Ali gave me an embarrassed smile. This has got all the facts about my home. Now that I'm older, it's harder to remember things. Wartman had taken out his own sheet of notes. Better not let the Americans catch you with that, 
they'll send you back to China for sure. Ali tapped the side of his head. By the time the trip is done, it'll all be in here. Other men in the room had also begun to study their own notes. We should start preparing too, father said. Wartman rattled his paper. Your boy's too young and he stammers. He's going to get you kicked out of America, for sure. He's fine, father boasted. Wartman gave a snort. When he's calm, but when he gets nervous, he stutters. And you know the Americans, they'll do everything to upset him during the interrogation. What do you they do when they test you? I asked, suddenly alarmed. Do they hit you? Do they they torture you? Wartman stopped reading for a moment. No, but they'll make you feel like you've been tortured by the time they're through. They want to throw you off and force you into making a mistake. They'll shoot questions at you like bullets from a machine gun. When they're finished, you'll wonder if you really are yourself. You'll be fine, father assured me. Wartman brought his hand down like an executioner's sword. Five minutes with the Americans, and he will be a miserable wreck. He won't be able to answer a thing. And then you'll both be back in China, rooting for cabbage with the pigs. <laughs>